everyone, and welcome to the Mouse Moment Podcast, sponsored by these amazing places. This is show number 117 for the week of July 19th, 2010. And for those, again, just repeating, the Mouse Moment is just a fancy way of saying it's our Disney shows. And the reason we say that is because we've broken out our website to another. It's the Mouse Moment. In case they're interesting and just seeing information on uh, Disney Disney, and mm-hmm. not all the other things that we do, they but, can go to themousemoment.com. Mm-hmm. But it does include our regular feed. This is our regular iTunes feed. We've only got one. We're not confusing like that. So anyway, I always kind of want to say that just in case those of you who are new that maybe haven't heard that before or wonder if I'm li- you're listening to the right show. Anyway, I'm Adam. Here's Doug with what we're doing this week. Hey, everybody. Okay, we're going to actually jump around all over the place, a little bit on the West Coast and mostly though on the East Coast. So we're going to do a, a little bit on some anniversary news. Uh, we're going to do some information on resort refurbs. Uh, we're going to jump through uh, some information on food and wine, and which is coming up here real soon. Uh, we're going to give you a surprise announcement about something that's happening in uh, the last week of September, first week of October. And then our uh, main stuff that we're going to be talking about is going to be things that you can see uh, that are not attractions or shows while you're in the parks. All right, and that's it. Okay, so enjoy this week's show. As always, you can check out our site at themousemoment.com. And if you want to contact us, there's a contact tab that has all of our information. We're always adding new things. Okay, everybody. Uh, first, we're going to start off here. Uh, they do have, out in Disneyland, out on the West Coast, a uh, 55-year anniversary going on. It has all kinds of different attractions, but basically it's just kind of a celebratory thing within the parks. So, It's, uh, it's yeah. quite a milestone, I was going to say, because, yeah. holy cow, 55 years, that's pretty incredible. I know the 50th is a bigger announcement, and 55 is not as big, but uh, I remember going to Disney World at 25th anniversary and they had the birthday cake and all that stuff over the castle so that's I mean it's a milestone to definitely be celebrated yeah and they were really pushing a lot of stuff out on the blogs and stuff like that old film clips and stuff of Walt Disney and so yeah and they're actually tracing back through a lot of the things they've done with the television show with um, the movies and stuff that they did the animal and earth and what is it I want to say nature based nature Mm -hmm. uh, based uh, films and stuff that they did during uh, World War II Mm-hmm. And so, literally, clear back to there, and then they're tracing back up through uh, all the stuff that Disney was involved in. Cool. So it's not just, you know, the park, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with that, I also found on the blog, which, once again, we repeat this, but these are found on the Disney's official blog, which is DisneyParks.com slash blog. So uh, definitely the credit there. It, I mean, yeah, and if you want to see it before... Or when we see it, then that's, go there. Yeah, and maybe There's, some of you do, and we're probably repeating the information for you. But I, I don't know. These are good discussion points for those of you that uh, may not be in the loop, uh, loop as much as we are. Um, but they are also announced on the blog that the World of Color show, will, they will be doing three shows. Uh, the third show is going to be at night, and that's through Labor Day. So uh, for anybody that lives out on the West Coast and d- visits Disneyland or maybe heading out there, uh, that's something special, and it's supposed to be along with the 55th celebrations of Disneyland, which is kind of cool to add into there. So. And go see World of Color if you can. Yeah. I've heard from a lot of people that say, even if you don't care about going to see anything else in DCA, 
go just over there go and check see it out. World of Color. Mm-hmm. It's worth the admission just for that. Cool. So, Also, something else that they announced on the blog that we thought was really interesting, uh, Animal Kingdom, the safari ride that's over there, Kilimanjaro Safaris, they're actually going to be opening up a different part of the attraction, and they—I don't know what it called it—the adventure, it adventure trek, trek or something. Yeah, it's supposed to involve uh, a Disney guide that takes you through and just talks to you, and you get to walk on part of the adventure trek, and then at one point you get on a specially designed vehicle and you continue on the rest you know, of it. They did something so. like this at one time, and you could pay, and you went in, and they rode on a different bus, and you did something like that. Really? It might be the same thing. They just expanded it. I don't more. think it's the same, because from my understanding of reading the blog article, it seemed more like uh, one of those backstage tours that they kind of do. Okay. And, well, and that's uh, kind of what I saw, though. They were doing something like that on another bus oh, when we were on. But it's not the same vehicles way you ride. No, no. It was yeah. different. Yeah, it was like a standard oh. air condition bus is what okay. it was and we saw people they were like off to our right hand side as our bus went by and the guy kind of quickly explained what those people were doing there wow and so it could be that they're just expanding it it's popular I, I you know whatever you pilot a program you start it out and you put a little, little bits of information and you get the real whatever uh disney heads yeah people who are really into everything who find out about it first and mm-hmm. once you see hey this is popular it's doing well Okay. And you expand it. Well, so. there's only skeptics, uh, you know, speculation at this point. Disney will announce more later, including prices, of course, so probably will be an addition. Yeah, my first thought is just having boots on and trekking around out there would be awesome. Yeah, oh, just on of course. Foot. I mean, mm-hmm. that would be really cool. Yeah. All right. You've got more, Doug? Okay. I have uh, got all the acts that are going to be at the uh, Eat to the Beat concert series. It's going to be at Food and Wine. Food and Wine, in case you don't know, starts on uh, October the 1st. And ends, I think it is uh, November twelfth. No, I'm sorry, November fourteenth. Uh, so anyway, and that takes place in Epcot, right? In Epcot know. and World Showcase, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to uh, just run down through the acts. I'll give you the dates. If you know who they are, great. A lot of these are geared to, uh, I don't know, older older folks. I don't want to say you know. When I say that, I uh, let's say 35, 30 and up. Uh, yeah, I guess. And if you hear somebody and you think, well, I'm not that old, I know who they are, great. Great. And if you like them, go hang out. It's just probably one of the few venues where you can see all these different sorts of bands uh, in one place. All right. Uh, first act on October 1st and 2nd is Taylor Dane. Uh, October 4th and 5th is Cool in the Gang. October 6th uh, and 8th is Sugar Ray. Taylor Hicks on October 9th and 10th. Air Supply on October 11th, 12th. Sister Hazel, October 13th and 14th, 15th, sorry. Uh, Howard Jones, October 16th, 17th. Expose, uh, October 18th, 19th. 38 Special, October 20 and 21. Night Ranger, October 22, 24. Billy Ocean, October 25, 27. Starship, this is a popular act. They're there quite often. October 28th and... What is this? It should be, yeah, 31st. Uh, Boys to Men, November 1st and 3rd. This is what I said to Adam off mic. The most interesting act I think is going to be there is Roger Hodson. For those of you who don't know who he is, he was a, a former lead singer for a band called Supertramp. And so they had a lot of big, big music. Uh, I don't know, mid-70s up into early 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really good, though. Really, really good. Anyway, he'll be there on November 4th and 5th. John Cicada. We'll be there on November 6th and 9th. Rick Springfield, November 10th and 11th. And Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, November 12th and 14th. 
And that's it. Okay, that wraps it up for your concert series. Yeah. What more do you have on your list there, Doug? You've got... Well, okay. You got, I can go into... Uh, let's see here. <laughs> I don't know what you want to talk you, about. Okay. Do you want to do Old Key West first? Talk yeah, about yeah, that. Let's go into I don't that. think we've mentioned yeah, that we'll, yet. We'll go into some... Uh, this is a refurb information I talked about in the news that we were going to do. Old Key West Resort uh, currently has refurb going on, and it's not major. It's not extensive, but it's kind of neat, the things that they are adding in. They're adding flat panel TVs to all of their uh, rooms. They are adding uh, new bedding, new linen, stuff like that. There's that additional chair thing. Sleeper chair, which is a fantastic mm-hmm. idea. They, we had that in uh, Kidani Village. We had one of those, and Alex slept in that in the living room area, which is very handy for an additional bed, especially if you're bringing kids. You don't need to book that extra room if you're DVC. You just have that living room there, and right. they're good to go. So No, and it's, those chairs are probably comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and then, and then last, they, they're adding in granite countertops. I was going to say, yeah, the granite countertops. So, anyway, and, it's you know what? It's an, it's an addition, and they're at least keeping up with things. And we heard that it was even started back in May. We heard from right. some people that were down there. Who and, are actual DVC members. Yeah, and that. so this is while this is announced on their blog, they just basically said, hey, just to make it official, those of you that don't know, it's so which means it may be complete here sometime soon if they've got it on the and blog. Now let's so. go through a little bit of the history. Oki West is was it the first the first DVC resort. resort. Right. So it's um, been there since the early nineties. Ninety one. I, I believe if, is the first wonder time. if this is the first refurb that they've done on as far as this kind of stuff. Not sure. I can't imagine. That'd be thirty years. I don't know. Maybe huh. maybe maybe. I mean, that's not thirty years, that's only twenty years. <laughs> Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 91 to 2001 <laughs> yes, 10. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Right. 20 yeah. years still. That's quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Time. But, uh, you know, TVs and stuff. But, I think, well, but again. TVs, countertops and yeah. linen. I'm sure they've had to have done linen, curtains, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Stuff would be pretty tattered. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Go ahead with your. Uh, the, okay. Yeah. This jumps back to food and wine. Yep. And this is actually something that I found out about. Uh, actually, I heard about it last year, but nothing really blew open into the news about it. But it sounded like an awesome idea. When you go into food and wine, let's we should just probably talk a little bit about what this is like. Food and wine basically is a lot of little food stands and drink stands that are set up. They're not just from the countries that you're going to see in World Showcase. I mean, New Zealand has had one in there before. Australia's had one. So you see food and wine and stuff drink from all kinds of different places at these little stands like uh, what kiosks kiosks mm-hmm. thank you as you go through there well the problem is is a lot of people don't have to keep the, getting their credit card out scan 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 because these are little purchases uh three four dollars and you're getting sample sizes of stuff well that becomes a problem for a lot of people now if you're if you have a room card you can charge it to your room card and do that mm-hmm. which kind of correct some of the problem but here's the thing that i started seeing last year and uh and now they've actually put it up on the blog you can buy something called a disney gift card and it is purposely put there for food and wine and what it is is you can put anywhere from five to a thousand dollars on it it hooks on a little lanyard around your wrist you go from stand to stand you spend as you go along they let you know how much is left on your card you keep going if you need to you can go back you can purchase more onto the card so Cool. $1,000 might just get us by on yeah. some food. 
<laughs> Seriously. I was going to say that the kiosks, if I remember correctly, last year was a record number. I think it was like 25 or something, which ends up being like, obviously there's duplicates. Like just because there's a Mexico pavilion doesn't mean Mexico won't have a kiosk of actual food place to get some food. But obviously the additions, because there's only 11 countries in World Showcase, uh, there's those uh, extra you know, kiosks that are not in normal countries that you'd normally see there. Well, that's World what showcase, I think makes so. it interesting, mm-hmm. too. The fact that you're not just going through and seeing the standard, okay, great, Japan is Japan and they have a kiosk, mm-hmm. and Germany is Germany and they have a kiosk, but when you see Norway actually throw something out there, yep. um, and I don't know, and when you see New Zealand and Australia and the countries that you're just not thinking about, I think it's neat. It's neat in several ways, though, and I've thought about it before, too, that they can actually gauge interest in other countries by a lot of people coming to, let's say, Australia, who doesn't have a place in the World Showcase, a pavilion. Mm-hmm. But if you see a lot of people visiting Australia's and it becomes very popular, they can put that into numbers, a database later, and say, you know what, maybe we should look at, at maybe creating someplace for Australia, a pavilion mm-hmm. there, because it's obviously very popular. Yeah, yeah. So. And uh, the cool thing, too, is the food is not all the same. So just because you go to Mexico to normally eat, they may have an additional something there yeah. available that at the food and wine that's different than um, what they normally would have. So, okay, and then I guess you got your list finished, right? Yep. So the the it's not a real big announcement, but the biggest announcement is the fact that uh, I've officially figured out all my stuff, and Doug is already going down, but I'm going to go down, and we're going to go down together. We'll be down there uh, into Disney World, and so we're Do this. we're making a trip. <laughs> just to hear you say it yeah, out loud, yeah. I don't know. I still it's been it's very difficult official. for the two of us to just carpool together here recently because of work schedules. Yeah, but just to hear him say it out loud, man, I'm thinking, <laughs> oh wow, you can feel the excitement building too already as well, each day goes. There's by. a whole lot that goes yeah. with that, and the fact that yes, okay, now we're officially announcing it. It's great. I mean, it's obviously for you guys, it's not going to be a big deal. But the cool thing is we've never been on a Disney trip together. Uh, and the awesome, the good thing about it is we'll be down there with some people we know, too. And actually, you guys probably know, too. Bob, who's called in several times. Uh, so they're going to be down there with us. And so we might end up, we may end up talking with them. We may not. It's Of course, they'll be listening to this show. Yeah. So, Bob, you'll have to let us know if that's not the case. Uh, here's <laughs> but uh, I got to say that because it's just going to be cool. We're going to actually staying in Old Key West. So that's a... We'll get a room tour on that. We're actually going to also be staying at... It's either going to be Boardwalk or Saratoga. We're still waiting on some... We're renting points on to get into uh, other places to extend into food and wine. And uh, we might be there and do a room tour there. And anyway, so uh, that's... It's just going to be fun, and there's yeah. a lot, and there's listen, a lot that goes once, into that. So. I'll finally get to ride Expedition Everest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's all well, I keep there's thinking a, there's about. There's this whole list that we have, we've been like verbally saying to each other, like, oh, Doug, you can finally do that. Oh, you can finally do that. Or oh, you can finally man. do that. Yeah. And, Everest, uh, though, really, is a, that's the pinnacle of it. I yeah. mean, how many times, man? And I just see the ride, and I move like, on. And yeah. so, yeah. Uh, there's more on my list that I want to do, too. Um, and we'll get into that later. We actually have some things to talk about in this show that we're refer to what we we were planning for the future trip um a couple things disney related that what i wanted to say is we were booking this trip that we realized and learned that you guys may not know first of all if you're ever taking magical express and you only want to take it one direction uh it is possible to do that and doug will be doing that he'll be flying down there and he's only going to take magical express in 
lucky me, I'll be driving, but uh, it's obviously reasons that are family related. We, I have to go to a wedding in Tennessee, so that's not That's too... actually a good thing, though, too, because it put you close, and that's kind of what well, started this whole ball The timing rolling. was amazing, and right. that's exactly why it started. So anyway, for those of you that uh, may, maybe that will happen, I saw, actually found information for this on the Disney World Moms panel to get some information to see if it really was true. And yes, it is true that you can do that. Um, the other thing I found is we decided to start making our dining reservations, obviously, and we recommend that if you're ever going. Definitely do that first after you set your dates and where places. Um, the the dining reservations are now available on full-blown on Disney's website, and there's actually a tab up in the left-hand corner where you book your tickets, either your package or your just room-only thing. They've got a dining option, and you can select the restaurant, and you can just go with it, and it actually... And it, it worked really smooth. Yes. Oh, it was so okay, amazing. Well, you know, when they started this a year ago... And I it think was it was kinda, less It was kind of scary, ago. I mean, at that time, because it, it was so well, and it's like everything when you first roll it out. But And then they just went through another refurb of it, I don't know, five months ago, I think it was. Yeah. And so I've never tried it's, it. It's just so much smoother, so yeah. amazing. You you don't even know if you don't even know what you want. You can just select where you want to well, go. That was the problem before. Uh-huh. But you didn't see a list, and there was mm-hmm. a lot of things missing, and so you had to kind of write things down and plan, mm-hmm. kind of half on the web and half off. And the, so, and uh, it even I don't want to go too much into detail. And if you have questions, feel free to email me. I'll be glad. Podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. But uh, for example, say uh, this is one we wanted to try to do. Uh, Wednesday night, the 29th, we wanted to do Ohana in the Polynesian. Well, right now, if you get on there and you do September 29th, Polynesian, Ohana, it's booked. And But what happens is I put 6 o'clock, and then it, it goes through and does a search. Well, what it ends up telling me is, sorry, your request was not available, but we searched from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m., and there still was not a slot available. So it told me right then and there, now I don't have to go through and search another time on that right, time. time. So what I ended up doing is doing noon. And I found that noon to 4 was not available, or 11 to 4 was not available. However, 10 o'clock in the morning was available. And the only way I got to that <laughs> was it. Uh, was like, yeah, no, yeah. I don't think we're going to do that. No. Um, so anyway, uh, it was a quick, easy, just do it. And uh, that's the only day we wanted to do it. And it was great and easy. I highly, highly suggest it. Now, keep in mind, do it in advance. Because if you don't do it in advance, you're not going to get the restaurants you right. want. So Now, I have heard one little blurb where somebody was talking about the uh, online ADRs were great and everything, but they said every once in a while, too, call in if you're stuck like we kind of are with uh-huh. Ohana. If you call them, oh. sometimes they have a cancellation, and there's no way the system can keep up with those. Right. And somebody had done that, and sure enough, they got in to okay. the place that they wanted to. So yeah. It's just, pro- probably something only for those special restaurants that you want to be in, like, right. uh, you know, whatever. Ohana to us is no big deal. We just we'll go, we're going somewhere. We're actually well, going to do. Because we haven't been there. Yeah, that's what it was. We're going to do Trails End instead, which, yeah, which of course we haven't been I, there. So I, I just made the reservation good. earlier today. Cool. By the way, I didn't tell you that. Okay. <laughs> so uh, it'll be cool, and we're going to try that out. And uh, anyway, so that's our list. Um, along with the trip, might as well say this too. A large part of this trip is going to be checking out the Harry Potter. And Wizarding uh, World, Wizarding of, Harry World of Harry Potter and, and uh, Universal Studios. Yes. So we're gonna have a ton of stuff to bring back. Oh, it's that. just gonna be so much information then. And so while we've done Disney this long, we can do the three more years of Universal Studios probably. With well, we're gonna hit every gonna corner. We're gonna hit everything that we mm-hmm. can hit inside and outside. Um, the toughest thing that we're looking at right now is uh, what are the wait times gonna be like? Just trying to get in to the park. We're hoping 
that we're going to be kids are just going to be back in school. So we're hoping that we kind of kill that off mm-hmm. and we're able to get in. We will be there on weekdays, uh, Monday and Tuesday, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And so that we're hoping all these things put together are going to really mm-hmm. help us out. So, so uh, and then on top of that, not only that, but it's Mickey's, Mickey's Not So Scary, scary. Halloween Party is going to be there. We're going to do that. And also the Food and Wine Festival starts on October 1st, and we'll be down there for that. <laughs> so it'll be a crazy trip. So there'll trip, be pictures of either Adam dragging I through the parks or... Uh, <laughs> or it'll just yeah. be our feet. Yeah. I'll just hang the camera down and catch our feet. It'll be one last picture dragging. at the end of each day, and it'll be us being removed from the parks because we've fallen asleep <laughs> on benches or something. Yeah. So it's going to be an awesome time. Yes. So anyway... We'll be looking for more of those as we talk. Before we get to that point, we're going to be giving some more information as we figure it out. So, okay, other than that, that's pretty much the end of the so called news segment. And yeah. uh, we're going to break here and head into the main part of our show, even though we've technically gone a long time. <laughs> but that's okay. It's it, We've got a lot more ahead. And so just stay tuned, and we'll be with you in a bit. Have you seen our latest pictures at Flickr? Well, you can. Just go to our website, click on the Photos tab, and it'll take you from there. Enjoy. Or you can go to flickr.com slash photos slash these amazing places. Okay, and welcome. Now we've, uh, we've struggled with the title of this and I still don't know what to call it for the show. Of course, you'll see what it is by the time. But basically, what our goal was to do was to come up with things that you can see in Disney that are not necessarily rides and not necessarily shows and basically attractions. And there's a lot of stuff that is hidden things that you can like find to do or find just in, in general. Some of this is like stuff you'll learn on backstage tours. And while we've never been on backstage tours to actually know what they're saying, there is so much information out there in terms of books and uh, things like that. And that's where the majority of my information comes from that we're going to be talking about today. Um, So, And before I say that, it's the uh, – we've said it before, but it's the Imagineering Field Guides to all the parks. And they only have three of them out right now. So it's the Imagineering Field Guide to Magic Kingdom. There's one for Epcot, and then there's one for Animal Kingdom. Hollywood Studios, which I'll say a little later, doesn't release until December of 2010 of this year. So, uh, anyway, that information is not out there, but there are other books out there. There's actually a book that is called Hidden Secrets of Disney World or something like that that you can go look at and buy and uh, everything. It doesn't have pictures, but, uh, of course, the goal, the entire goal of this thing is for us to go when we go on our trip to get pictures and video of some of these things so that we can bring them to you guys. Um, well, I think this is kind of like filling in the gaps. That's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, on the walk between this attraction and that attraction, if you've kind of, whatever, read on some of this stuff, you know where to look. Like, uh, what was it? I heard and stuff about, oh, now I'm going to forget the name of it. Agrabah. Uh, what was Bizarre. It? It was, oh, it was, no, it was a little, like, cart, too, walking in through that area into Adventureland. Oh. oh. What's it called? Yeah. Anyway, it was that. And I saw it, and I was like, oh. Cool. Yeah, all right. I remember this, and Mm -hmm. I recognized it, and I thought, well, now I can lay eyes on it. So it was Mm kind of neat for me to do that. To hear about it and then to actually see it. Buana Bobs. Buana Bobs. Okay, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's a kiosk that right. uh, sells different they, things. See, but it's just a kiosk, and you think, ah, who cares? But when you hear about it, says everything. and then you walk past it, and you look, and it's, oh, cool, there's Rowana Bob's. Yeah. And the other one was Agrabah Bazaar. Uh-huh. So just in that little bit of time, and that was just walking, I think, to Jungle Cruise, and then up into Tiki. I saw right. those two things, and I recognized them. And yeah. So I don't know. It fills well, in the gaps to every bit of your walk. So. Mm-hmm, exactly, and this is that's what the goal of this is. And it not only is that, but I would say that the main idea for this purpose that we are talking about right now is the fact that Disney has created so many things in their parks for you to see that are maybe hidden, maybe have hidden meaning that you don't know you need research. But also there's stuff, if you just look, you can find more detail and more no, interest in the storyline. So uptight to say research but really i mean this is i don't know I, I hate to tell people you know do do your homework before you go but well we said it a million times it's a lot of money mm-hmm. and and you're gonna be there I, and and it just it just completes everything so much for you and for your kids if you just see these things uh, you see them and you can talk about them and you can experience them mm-hmm. it just means almost every step you take can be another experience as you move your way through the parks. And when you say that, I first think of there's there's two things in my mind, and I think we should say that. First of all, there's the what we are and what I consider us, and that's Disney followers, Disney files, Disney fans. We enjoy researching it. We enjoy talking about it on the side. We enjoy just kind of like imagining what, how they put something together, something like that. That is a little bit different than those first families that go. Because there's a research for the Disney fan side. There's a research for the planning on the going on a vacation right. side. And we definitely make sure you do the research for the vacation planning side. Or contact us because we'll definitely, in fact, I, I'll do this. Or go back and listen to our first visit. I, honestly, I will do this if anyone ever contacts us. I had some friends. They had a honeymoon last year and they went to Disney World. They didn't know half of what was where or what to do or what restaurants to eat at. I made them little note cards. It was real simple, quick, and easy. They took them with them to the parks. They got in the rides. They got into the attractions. They got into the food that I suggested, and they had a blast. They could sleep in. They could do whatever they want, but they used my cards to kind of hint off of that stuff. And yep. it was not overwhelming. Yeah, I'm, but my, it keeps the trip so, from becoming overwhelming, mm-hmm. though, too. And yes. I know. I mean, it's just your entire trip can be ruined. If you kind of go in a backward direction or in a wrong direction and find yourself stuck in humongous lines and mm-hmm. it's hot. Oh, and yeah. now you've purchased food. You've got half the amount of food that we could have gotten somewhere else for twice the amount of money. And it just can snowball. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to. Yeah. And so we that's our purpose here. Yes. Is to try to keep that from happening. Okay. So, right. th- so this part is a little bit more in depth. This is maybe for those of you who, if you're standing in line and you don't really have anything to do and you see some of this stuff, it might be something to look at. Or maybe the park's closing and the rides aren't open for extra magic hours that you want to ride and you see these things. This is what I, want, I wanted to bring up to those of you. And the main idea for this is basically what Disney wants you to do. Look up. Look down, look all around, listen, and stop, and just pay attention to things. Or just, just look at something, look at the, who knows, the color of like the sidewalk. And, and there are things we're going to talk about here. The texture of the walk. And, yes, yeah. the texture, the transitions, the it's all made to be an experience and to have storylines throughout all these visits into the parks. And, uh, and there's so much, you could literally spend... An entire probably two and a half hours on 
a light post in Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah. You know, or something like that. And it would, well, and that, of course... And the area surrounding it mm-hmm. and why it's there, yeah. And right. it could obviously bore some of you. I'm not. We're not going to do that today. Our intention is to just cover all four parks in this podcast. and We're going to cover each light post <laughs> one at a time and do the story. The show this that. week will be yeah. 72 hours yeah. long, so... <laughs> light post number four. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is on the southwest corner. Oh, holy cow. Uh, no, <laughs> anyway. no, please no. All right. So we're just going to do this because it's fun for us to talk about, and we think it helps add to the Disney experience for those of you who enjoy that kind of a talk and discussion. All right. So we'll just start park to park, and we're going to start in the Magic Kingdom. We're not going to cover all the areas, just some different things I wanted to, to touch on. All right. Uh, I don't think it's on our Flickr, but the first thing I want to tell you is when you take the right tunnel when you're entering Magic Kingdom. Look, as soon as you exit the tunnel and you're in the little hub there right next to the, uh, what is it called, Town Square area, look down and there is a survey marker right in front of you. And it's actually, it's funny because Disney not only does details in everything they do, but on their survey markers, they've got the little Disney marker and it says survey marker and it's just... It's a Disney. It's got Mickey, a Mickey head on it, and whatever. But it's it's just a plain old survey marker, and it's like who cares? But at the same Which time, was put in place though. I mean, it's survey for markers some were put reason. in place when they got ready when they were building mm-hmm. the place. And so what they've done is, as they built it, they took the marker and put it back in place. Yeah. So and it's kind of interesting to see. It's random because there's no survey marker near it, and you have no clue what it means. Right. And maybe people out there do, and maybe we'll find it someday. But anyway, that's something cool to find. And it's just real easy and simple to find. Uh, something, these are just completely random, so bear with me. But we are in Magic Kingdom this whole time. So uh, the pavement com- color that you'll notice is red. And the reason that the Imagineers painted it red or wanted to design it to be red was to make the grass look greener. And the reason they made it makes the grass look greener is because if you look at a color wheel, which is typically like... Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. But anyway, there are opposites on a color wheel where, where if you have one color, another is the opposite. And it kind of makes the other, if you put the two colors together, they embellish each other. Well, green and the opposite on the color wheel of green is red. And the red that they've chosen is is to make that grass look greener. And it just it just makes that embellishment a little bit more on the grass. So if you go to uh, Disney World and you notice, hey, the grass looks really green. Well, it's probably because the pavement's red. Not, That's cool. Not because it's any greener than what's in your front yard, you know. But uh, anyway, something just to look at when you're in there next. Uh, we've talked about some of these things before. This next one, Main Street Windows. It's just basics. Just take a gander at some of those windows that are on Main Street. Even second, third floors. Uh, we've talked about different ones. We've put some of them up on our Flickr if you want to see them. But it's just interesting to see the names that are up there. And a lot of them have stories behind them. A lot of them... Yeah, they're past Imagineers and designers. Some of them... are, are legends with the company. Some yeah. of them have been uh, passed on, and so they put their name up there. Some of them were act- actual names that they used to buy land when they were doing things. Right. Different things like that. they were buying the land up for the park. Mm-hmm. And if you take the backstage Keys of the Kingdom tour, I'm pretty sure they talk about that kind of stuff. So, uh, This is not necessarily backstage, but I encourage you, when you're in Main Street, make sure you stop and talk to the the mayor and the citizens yeah. and just the people that are there to kind of, you know, That's be a part of the storyline. Kind of, yeah, yeah. There actually is a mayor, and you, he'll give you his story and if you talk to him. we do have a picture of him. 
Yeah. Because yeah. we've talked about him on another show. I saw him yeah. in Main Street Bakery. He yeah. was kind of walking around. He looked grumpy, man, in the picture. When you well, he was. I think he was just getting ready to walk out, and I don't know what. what I've never talked to him, so I don't know his storyline. Okay. But Dapper Dan's, you know, singing There's somebody group. to catch when we go in. Yeah, yeah we yeah. should. <laughs> Uh, definitely, definitely. Get him on audio yeah. saying stuff to us. I catch him up in my ADD nightmare. He'll never be the same. Oh, man. <laughs> He'll be like, look, man. <laughs> go buy a Mickey balloon. Yeah. <laughs> something. Uh, also, ride the Main Street vehicles. I mean, that's kind of an attraction they consider an attraction. But the Main Street vehicles, uh, you know, horse-drawn trolley. Gives you a nice little tour of Main Street. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll get to do that this time. Yeah. I've never done that. Okay, moving on down Main Street. As soon as you get to the end of Main Street, I want you to do something. I want you to stop, close your eyes, and smell. We've talked about this before, but yep. I got to tell you, that smell is so strong. It's just so amazing. And I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I really think that it's just an amazing addition to being in the Disney experience is the smell. And I was talking to some people that are into aromatherapy, and they said your sense of smell is actually the most direct line to your brain than any sense you have. So you actually recall more from a smell than you would like sight or listening. So learning and all that stuff comes better from smell. But anyway, there's also, if you walk up to the hub, I'm almost, I haven't heard, I've gotten this confirmed, but I'm almost certain there's another smell coming out of the hub up there. Because I was standing really? there and I swear it was a different smell than what I smelled back at the end of Main Street. And they're very close in proximity, but I was thinking, man, that smells so strong. Where in the heck is it coming from? And the only thing around me that was there was a popcorn stand, and it definitely oh. was not like popcorn. That's another thing that we've never, but, I've hmm. never tried to go through and discover popcorn. Popcorn? So, yeah. Well, they say it tastes amazing. Oh, and I'm sure it's, I'm sure it is. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to get some. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll definitely have to do that. Cool. Okay, uh, one last thing that's kind of in the Main Street area of Magic Kingdom that I want to talk about is Force Perspective. Now, we talked about this before, and the only reason I bring it up now is because we'll talk about it a little later. Uh, but that is how things are designed. The windows on Main Street, as you get higher, they're actually designed to make it look like they're taller and far away. I think we've, yeah, I'm sure we talked about this in regard to the castle, because yeah. the castle is definitely one of those it is. If you were to, to actually pay attention when Tinkerbell comes out of the fireworks during the fireworks show, the window up there on the castle, it's actually pretty small compared to the actual size of her. And so it obviously distorts the pers perspective there. But if you're just looking at it from a distance, it actually makes it look like it's so much bigger yep. than it actually yep. is. Well, and that's because so, they shrunk the bricks, right? Yeah. I mean, by the time you get to the top, the bricks are only about half. Yeah, bricks. or yeah. smaller than that even, I think. I don't even know. But anyway, it doesn't look quite that way. But if you if you look at it weird, it, you, it almost is like a – you can't believe your eyes sometimes. Because it doesn't you look fit, at it. though, when mm -hmm. you get close to it. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, so. Okay, so we're going to take our journey, uh, and we're going to break the monotony here in a second. But we're going to go over to Adventureland. Um, and, you know, rather than me just saying something – we're going to play some audio for it. This is some audio when we were just hanging out around Adventureland. I was with uh, Roy, Patty, Alex, and Jamie, my wife's Jamie. And we were looking just for some stuff to do. We actually wanted to go on Jungle Cruise. It was closed because it's extra magic hours. Let's just take a listen to this. Listen to us kind of talking about certain things around the area. And eventually we ride the carpet ride, which we'll play at the end of the show. But uh, just, just listen to what we're talking about. Listen to the sounds. And this kind of gives you an idea of what we want to do when we go on our trip in September and what we hope you do when you go to Disney next. 
And then isn't this the ride where they took the uh, remnants of the what used to be here yeah, and put it in the ground? Yeah. I'm curious where. All right, Let's close Tiki. Let's see if we can see the... Should we fly a magic carpet? Have you ever flown in a magic carpet? No. We should do it. All right, where do we get in at? Sunshine Tree Terrace. I can't believe we have not spent enough time looking around at some of these things because I don't remember any of them, hardly. I don't think we were over here. We never really spend too much time over here. This is the uh, this is the straw that's made of I think it's made of metal. Oh really? You just can't tell <laughs> because of fireworks and lightning strikes and everything. Oh. They want they wanted to make it a metal. That's really cool. Yeah, but that took a while. <laughs> we could do the haunted mansion. Haunted mansion, yeah. There's the camel that spits, I think. There was a guy taking a picture of that one time when we were here, and it hit him right in the camera <laughs> as he was taking a picture. Oh, that's funny. He wasn't too happy. <laughs> Zanzibar Trading Company. Yeah. So it used to be a ticket kiosk, right? Where you could buy tickets? Was, yeah. I think. Well. Oh, there's the spitting camel. You just spit on my head. <laughs> yeah. All right. So hopefully that makes kind of sense of what we're trying to convey here in this little, this little clip. Um, and then again, I realize I look at the time here and I'm thinking, you know, I've got a lot more to go through and we could probably make an, another three more, three or four more shows out of the, what I just have written down here. I'm just going to talk about them real quickly. Just name them. Basically, some of those do require a little bit of research to understand what I'm talking about. And I'll try to give you that. Um, but anyway, here we go. So, okay, that's Adventureland. Let's hop over to Frontierland. If you go up to the train station and... You hear a Morse code. That is actually the original address that Walt gave to the opening of Disneyland. And it's going on in the Frontierland train station, which is kind of cool. Now, I'm yeah. pretty sure, I'm, I'm almost certain it's Disneyland. There, I've the, the source I found this on, I couldn't tell if it was actually Disney World, the opening address, which is Roy who did that. But anyway, I'm pretty sure it's Walt's from Disneyland. Okay, then we hop over to Liberty Square. Liberty Square is based off, uh, if you look at the, the date that's on the Hall of Presidents, just look around the buildings. They actually, in chronological order, will start to go into different times. Uh, and in fact, as you head west, which is Frontierland, you'll eventually go over to Frontierland, it actually gets more into the 1800s and to the 1900s, well, almost 1900s. Just to imagine as if you're heading west, like the gold rush, yeah. when you went to California. Which, of course, goes right up to Splash Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain over there. Which gets you into the yeah the gold. Yeah. Cool. So, anyway, 
it's just something to think about and look at. And of course, there's much more to that. Um, if you're looking at Liberty Square, there's a painted stripe down the middle of the street. And this is just to emulate back in that time, they didn't have normal sewage drainage or outhouse. They had outhouses, but they actually used to take their, let's just say it's sludge, the leftovers, and they threw it down the middle of the uh, town, and it had a river. And that's I'm serious. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to for time wise. I'm just trying not to trying say not a whole to lot here. Okay. But holy cow, that's a <laughs> visual image that you know I could have done without. I know anyway. it's wow. whatever. That's Obviously, cool, it's though, Disney. Honey. It's Disney, so they're gonna yeah. make it nice. Well, no, but that's it's their just neat a sense of humor, line. though. Too, mm -hmm. I think paint the line. Yeah. But their point is, they want you to to be in that era. They want you right. to be in the in the Liberty Square era. All right, take a look next time you're there. Look at the. Uh, Let's just say slanted and angled windows and uh, shutters. Just just take a look at them, and uh, there's a reason for those. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to go into those. I'll just let you think about that. And if you want answers to any of these, feel free. Uh, we could do another show. If, if anybody tells us, we'll do another show on these answers. Uh, take a look at the Liberty Tree, which is actually a real tree, but it was hollowed out because at one time it... Um, started to rot and they had to put concrete in it so it's actually a real tree on the outside uh there are 13 lanterns to represent the 13 colleges of the united states which Eight. goes right into the time that uh hollow presidents is you know right in front of the hollow presidents there's also a replica of the liberty bell which is not the actual liberty bell but it was made from a uh cast iron mold from the original liberty bell they actually used it okay then we head over to fantasy land there's one item there that i just want to put your attention to and that is if you look at Cinderella there's a Cinderella fountain like right behind the castle well if you just bend down right at the right angle there's actually a crown on the wall back behind her and if you bend down at the right angle it looks as if she's getting crowned from that crown and of course it's angled right for kids so that kids can see and it's kind of a cool little thing there okay so let's head over to Epcot um, there's a lot in Epcot to talk about there's a whole bunch in World Showcase I'm just gonna skip through some uh, let me just say this. Uh, take a look at the east and west sides of the future world. The east side is an analytical... It's meant to be like the analytical part of the human brain. And it's got angular structures and different hard-shaped, hard edges. While if you go to the west side, it's the creative side of the brain. And that's where pathways are smooth and rounded. And there's a lot of water. And it's, it's meant to create that. And if you think about the pavilions in both halves that's very much so what those are creating in your mind um, of course over by the imagination pavilion there's a couple things there's a leapfrog fountain to look at there's a backwards waterfall that flows up instead of down and also some we couldn't find one that actually talked to us but there's a drinking fountain there's some drinking fountains in Epcot that actually talk to you they say weird things the different things the one we were at actually wasn't on at the time so the water wasn't even flowing either but uh, anyway, they actually, the Imagineers added that in there to give you a little flavor. Into That's cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, World Showcase. There's several things in World Showcase to pay attention to. Uh, take a look at Italy. If you've ever been to Venice and you really know what Venice looks like, there's maybe let's just say if you looked at the Italy pavilion in a mirror, you might actually see the real pavilion. So the real Italy, Venice, Italy. The Imagineers had to flip it because of some skyline problems with how they were designing things, and so it actually is flipped. Line of sight stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, there's also, instead of having Italy in water, 
they kind of constructed this thing out into the lagoon to create the uh, the form of what Venice is like with the poles and the the uh, area. So if you're looking across the lagoon, you can see Italy with the the what are those things called? The sticks, the guys on the sticks in the boats. Oh, the gondolas. Gondolas. Yeah. Yeah. So that's built into that. Um, the American Pavilion is actually constructed in backwards force perspective. So instead of as you look up, it gets smaller, it actually gets bigger as you look up. And the reason they did that is they had to make the American Pavilion only two stories because that's what the time frame that they built that building in. And they had to make it big. Well, it's kind of hard to make two stories that big. They actually distort the form of it. You can look. You can see the brick sizes. So take a look at that the next time you're there. France Pavilion, there's a lot of different signs and posters out in the little area there to kind of mimic a France, um, you know, standard, whatever, town that you would go into in France. UK, the United Kingdom, has some smokestacks. They've got detail up on their smokestacks up there. It's not real smokestacks, but yet again, Disney puts the detail into the things to make you think that that actually is smoke, uh, whatever you call it, um, ash and stuff on the smokestacks. Canada also has a... Uh, force perspective that's just like the American adventure where the as you go up it's got it's bigger bricks and stuff like that um, there's several there's a rock formation and there's a building in Canada right. that's built like that uh, they also add some things into Japanese gardens where there's uh, instead of the sound of water uh, just generic water they actually have the Japanese have things in water like uh, wooden things with that make noises kind of similar to what we might consider to be wind pipes where you put pipes up and wind would make noise against the pipes well the Japanese have something built into their culture where the water actually makes the noises in the pipes and there's some stuff over there and it's kind of just one of those things that if you don't look stop look and listen you're never going to see it yeah Uh, and then the Morocco the only thing about Morocco I wanted to say was that actually when they built it the Moroccan government sent some of their advisors over here the craftsmen to help disney build morocco so it actually is very close to what the moroccan culture would build into a pavilion and we have two more parks to go all right not to go too long here let's just briefly hollywood studios is built again in a time frame as you enter the studios you're actually going to start in 1935 that's what the gate it's mimicked after uh, the name of the place is called the Pan Pacific Auditorium. That was built in 1935. That's what the whole point of the front structure of Hollywood Studios is built. It's built like Main Street. As you move, you actually can see time, a timetable moving on. In fact, as you go over to, if you take Sunset Boulevard, go towards uh, Tower of Terror, you're eventually going to come to, before you actually go all the way down to the end of Sunset, there's a place down there where we ate. Uh, last trip, it's called Catalina Eddie's and some different stuff. Well, in the in the garden area, there's a big V for it says Victory Garden or something like that. Well, that all is in reference to World War II, Victory and World War II and all okay. that stuff, and that shows you the time frame. It's like 1935 and kind of 45, and there's some different things in there. Pay attention to that kind of stuff. That's another reason why Hollywood Land is called Hollywood Land instead of Hollywood, Hollywood. yeah, because back the then it's a bunch of history to deal with Hollywood and stuff yeah. like that. It's very cool. Um, so that's something. And, of course, that that we don't know. There's still more to come out that I'm sure in the December, in December when that Imagineering Guide comes out to find. Um, Animal Kingdom, you know what? I'm not going to say much except for a couple things. We really want to cover Animal Kingdom when we hit down there in September. It's one yeah. of those things that Doug and I really love getting able to, to look and see. 
Really, the only thing I want to say about that is, let's just talk about Dino, Dino Land USA. Yeah, the place that everybody hates because they mm-hmm. don't know anything about it, including ourselves. Yes. So It took me a while to figure it out, and I got research. that Disney's Imagineer's Guide definitely helped, but some other guides helped me. Dino Land USA is built around this concept that this was a small town out in the middle of nowhere. All of a sudden, dinosaur bones were discovered. Well, as soon as dinosaur bones were discovered, this Disney Institute showed up. And the Disney Institute, is, which is where the dinosaur ride takes place, you know, you, Dr. Grant yeah. Seeker on your mission to discover, <laughs> you know, all that stuff that they build behind the story. Not only that. If you want to hear that, that's like show number one. Is Isn't it? Isn't it show number one or two? It's really? right there. One of our Well, first number one's shows. our intro show, but yeah. it must be number two. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So. Um, anyway, uh, then after the Institute was founded, then some other people showed up, Chester and Hester. They kind of decided to, oh, let's build this carnival to monopolize on the money that's going to be coming into this town because people are coming in to see these dinosaurs. Kind of like Roswell, New Mexico. It is. It's yeah. exactly like that. And so that's why it's such a carnival outlook there. People are actually spending, you know, they... The storyline is they came in to like build these rides and and they even have if you if you pay any no, attention they, they will come yes yeah <laughs> primeval world right there is a perfect example they are they took primeval world they built the primeval world ride and, you know the story goes they built it to be a time machine to kind of take poke fun at the whole Dino Institute time machine that goes on in Dinosaur. And so when you go up there, you actually see like this spinning thing because you're going back in time and you're seeing the dinosaurs and what, and you're spinning funny. around and all this storyline is just so amazing there. That's also why there's a there's actually a, a road that looks like it's asphalt. It's actually not asphalt because Disney doesn't do asphalt in their parks anymore. But anyway, there's a road meant to be like Route 66 where it's you're just driving down the road and all of a sudden this thing pops out in the middle of nowhere and here it is. And that's what Dinoland USA is built off of. And there's so much more information that we could go on about that. There's Restaurantosaurus in there that we could talk about. There's just there's the gift shops. The gift shops, and yes. And the painting on the roof of the gift shops. And the, uh, yeah, there's there's, there's hidden things in the, the dinosaur attraction. There's a cr- crustaceous t- trail that you can go on and walk on. Uh, there's plants that they actually, some of those plants they say have been around since dinosaur times, and they, the Imagineers put them in this area in order to give you that concept that, yes, this is what it was like. These are some of the plants that were around during dinosaurs. Um, different things that are just there's so much information that i don't even that's just a this is what we're going to work on though yeah while we're down there so you're going to see it in a bigger form yeah. we're doing a little bit of a show kind mm-hmm. of giving you a peek into what's going to happen uh but yeah we're gonna we're gonna hit this stuff hard while we're down there so i'm i'm really excited to do this because it's it's one of those things we've finally been there enough times that i can actually stop and look yeah. and just pay attention to what's going on and I'm really excited to check it out, and I know Doug is too, because it really gives you more depth into thinking. Well, why in the heck did they put this stupid little carnival thing? You know, it's it's no longer that anymore. It's more like, wow, they built this storyline in here, and this is what they came and up with. And you're moving them. through the story, and you if are. If you know the story, it's mm-hmm. cool because all of a sudden you feel like, oh, now I'm living the story. I'm moving mm-hmm. through it, and this is what's happening. And so, it goes along with our whole thing: immersion. Disney's immersing you into this, and. That's what we try to do when we're doing the podcast with playing the audio and different things like that. Um, which doesn't even go into the fact that we haven't even touched on Aladdin carpets. So I'm more inclined to say, you want to do that on another we'll show? We'll do that on another okay. show. Yep. I think, not that we can talk a lot about it, but at least you heard the audio when we were walking around there. Um, some different things. Just 
caught my eye when I was there, and I we'll thought play it more of an attraction as an yeah. attraction show. And we can talk more, maybe more in detail about Adventureland area in, in our talk right now. Just right. to say, while you're standing in line at the Aladdin carpets, check this out and look at that. So, okay, so we'll take a break here and come back and close. Have you called us lately? If not, you can call us at 641-715-3900, extension 53056, and tell us about the show. Hey, why don't you drop us a line at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. I can't believe it. My voice is actually kind of hoarse from talking so much. <laughs> I just, it's, it's an exciting subject for me. I really enjoy it. Um, if I live, I wish that we lived down there. I could get an annual pass and spend a lot of time just checking this stuff out because it's something that's very entertaining for me. It's, that's what later in life is going to be for. Well, yeah, that's true. I know. Hey guys, when I'm 75, if you're down there, I'm going to be greeting there everybody we go. at Disney. So and telling stories <laughs> retired and, to everybody. Well, one day I don't have your say. Come <laughs> over here, you whippersnappers. Let me let me see if I can get down here. I'm I know I'm like nine feet tall, but. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's Mommy, true. it's Lurch. <laughs> oh, man. I hope it don't look like that. <laughs> oh, no, but it's the high thing. The high thing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, thanks so much for listening this far. If you've enjoyed this kind of a show at all, please let us know. If you didn't, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> if you, and maybe you, you know, maybe a lot of you, you just kind of, you listen to the show and you move on because you're busy like us. That's understandable. It does take a lot of time and effort to to put to together these shows and I mean, but to listen to oh, them yeah. also i mean just Actually, it's an hour yeah. it can be an hour out of your day doug and i both if it weren't for our drive we probably and it weren't for your mowing we probably mowing wouldn't and, catch as yeah, many podcasts as we yeah, would it would so. be difficult mm-hmm. so but i know a lot of people they're sitting at their desks and they're doing work and so yeah yeah i you know what though too and this is why we do shows from from all stages and that's what we're trying to do take you up through the levels and some people will grow with those levels. Some people will start at the at the basic level, and that's where they're satisfied to stay. And so we've we've catered to that. Uh, some people, as they grow, or then they get to the point where you know we're talking absolute detail. And so we're also now at that point, and they can listen to the show and still get things from it. Mm-hmm. So that is the point. Yeah. Okay. So we've got a lot planned in the future, as you heard from this show. So. Uh, after our trip, expect a lot from us. We'll do. A, we're gonna definitely make sure we cover Universal Studios Orlando as much as possible. There's a ton there to do, uh, and of course Harry Potter down there, just to gauge so that uh, maybe you've been thinking about that. Um, again, I, I don't want to slam it again, but if you want to look at our Book It site, uh, go to theseamazingplaces.com and click on the Book It. Uh, actually, I have those also in our Mouse Moment pages if you look on, click on the planning page. But uh, we've got just uh, specials that are going on right now and of uh, different things if you're thinking about going. And as they come up, we'll put up new stuff. Obviously, next year they'll have a whole different set of specials, I'm sure. Special offers of different things. Um, but, but yeah, Universal Studios got some stuff going on through the end of the year. So. And there is, yeah, free. Since we, we can jump back to the food and wine, there is free dining going oh, on yeah. during that time. So. Yeah, yeah. Call Pam, call yeah. Pam, book it, and and set things up if you're thinking about going. Dining is a lot of money. Oh, oh, extremely. And so getting free dining. I mean, you're talking That's about amazing. a family of four for the week. It's five hundred bucks, probably. Right, at, at least, least five hundred. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, think about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much for listening, and thanks for yeah, thanks for getting this far because yeah. uh, 
Doug's like, sometimes he falls asleep over there when I'm rambling, and sometimes I fall asleep <laughs> when he's rambling. and Sometimes <laughs> I just yawn for no apparent reason at all, so that's usually what's going on. Yeah. So. All right. Well, have a great week, everybody. See ya. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2010. Thanks for listening. The ride on uh, Aladdin's magic carpets, correct? Yep. All right. And that's it. Okay. So sit back. It should be fun. And yeah, we're going to have fun. Edit. <laughs> <laughs>